Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Hello, welcome back to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Jenzea, and this is a Saturday strategy session. Today, I have a spicy one for you. We are talking about failure in marketing, failure with Facebook ads, and this is a case study. So I'm going to be actually talking about results that I got with some clients that I was working with back a couple months ago. It was frustrating. Oh my goodness. So before we dive into the details, I just want to remind you that marketing is not always going to work immediately, but with time, patience, and a huge amount of effort sometimes, it will work. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes, oh, I don't even know. It can be so, so confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming when it doesn't work. And it will take more work sometimes to get there. And I feel like we don't always talk about this, but your patience and your consistency will pay off if you're having difficulties with some of your marketing. So the first thing that's really, really important is before you even start running any Facebook ads, you have some sort of an idea of what success will look like. Whether you ran Facebook ads or not, it is possible to have an idea of what success will look like before you even start. If you've ran ads before, then you can look at that historic data to give you a bit of an idea. If you've never ran ads before, I want you to use industry standards. And I will give you some metrics to think about, specifically because lead generation campaigns are my absolute favorite. We're going to talk about growing your email list when we're talking about this. And then I'll also throw in just a couple other pieces. But specifically for lead generation, If you are targeting your ads towards teachers who are still in the classroom, who are going to be using your resources or joining your membership, if those are the teachers you want to get on your email list, you will likely be able to get leads for a dollar, a dollar fifty would be pretty expensive. In my experience, most of my clients running ads to grow their email lists are getting leads for less than a dollar. That is kind of the benchmark that you can go into it knowing that if you are targeting teachers who are still in the classroom, you should be able to get them on your list for less than a dollar per person. If you are targeting business owners or entrepreneurs in the teaching space, it's likely going to cost you closer to $253 to get them onto your email list. And if you're targeting business owners outside of the teaching space, it could be anywhere up to $5. With that in mind, when you are growing your email list, you have a bit of an idea of what your success should look like. Now, there are other metrics that you can look at, but I'm not going to go into them in this episode right now because I don't want to overcomplicate things. And if you're hitting that target, everything else is like amazing and you don't need to worry about anything else. Now, if you're running product ads, if you're selling something, your goal is likely going to be to be making a profit and getting a return on your ad spend. And so you're looking at two to three times 
what you're spending. So if you spend $100 on your ads, you want to make two to $300 in sales, but not if this is a tripwire. And a tripwire would be they sign up for that lead magnet in the front end, the freebie, and then on the back end, instead of a thank you page, you're selling them something. You're probably not going to make double or triple your money for those. But if you're directly sending people to a product, I like to shoot for double or triple your ad spend in revenue back. So you spend $100, you make two to $300 is kind of a good place to at least start. Some people are going to have more success than that. Some people struggle to have that much success and it's all fine. Again, these are just very, very, very basic benchmarks because I want you to go into the campaign with something in your mind so that you can say, okay, I think that this was successful based on that, or I don't think it's successful based on that. Now, if it's not working for these people, our goal was to sell a product. We were directing people to a landing page. So the goal was to get people to the landing page and then they would purchase off of the landing page. This is a product that this company has sold tens of thousands of times. So it is very well proven. They know people love it. There's tons and tons of testimonials, how great they are, how people use it in their classroom. Absolutely love this product. So we knew that the product would sell. So when the ads weren't working, we knew that the product wasn't the problem. And part of it was that in this particular case, people weren't even getting to the landing page. The ads were not doing their job. And so that brings us to the first step. If you are not getting the results that you're looking for, the very first step is to look at the data and try to determine the problem. And so this case, we didn't have the return on ad spend that we were looking for. So we had to back up and say, okay, are the ads doing their job? Is the landing page doing its job? I didn't even get to the landing page in this case though, because the ads were very clearly not doing their job. The click-through rate was garbage. (laughs) Both the click-through rate for all. So people weren't even stopping their scroll basically. And then if they did stop their scroll, they were not clicking on the link, which meant that we had a lot of problems. We realized that the images were a problem. The headline was probably a problem and the ad copy was also potentially a problem. And so we started with the headlines and the hooks of the ad copy. We didn't change the entire body of the ad copy, just that very, very first line or two that they actually see before clicking read more. And then the the headline is that text on the bottom of the image on Facebook. So we updated those first. Sometimes you are going to want to do just one thing at a time and update it and then see how that goes and update it and see how that goes. And other times like this one, (laughs) you're going to update multiple things at once. And the reason why we chose to do the hook and the headlines is because of what an utter flop the campaign was. To be completely honest, I would have also changed the images at the same time, but I had sent them back to my graphic designer to get them redone. And so I hadn't received the updated graphics yet. And so I couldn't. So We change the hook and the headlines first. And when you're making these changes, I highly recommend that you do your best to fix the biggest problem first. Denzea here, dropping in to remind you about 
Monday minis. These 30-minute strategy sessions are perfect for knocking out one or two marketing or Facebook ad questions that you just can't figure out. Whether we're talking about your audiences or long-form content plan, we can get so much done in a focused 30 minutes. So if this sounds like something you want, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash Monday minis to book your 30-minute strategy session today. So trying to look at what the gaping hole is, and in this case, like I said, Nobody was getting to the landing page. So we didn't even know if the landing page was a problem or not. We just knew that the ads weren't getting traffic there. And so that's the biggest problem because we couldn't see if the rest of it was a problem, if that makes sense. But if you are getting people to the landing page and you can see, well, the ads are doing like an all right job, but the landing page is just getting zero conversions, then you can start with the landing page. So start with the biggest problem. Or start from the top and work your way down. And that's the way that we were doing it is we started with the top. The ads are the top of the funnel. They're what are attracting people. And then we just worked our way through. So after we changed the hook and the headlines, we ran some more tests. (laughs) And the tests did not really give us any good information (laughs) except for what we were using still sucked. This is the point where we got pretty frustrated. Part of it is... People hear about the great. People hear about, oh, I spent $1,000 on ads and I made $10,000. But those people who are doing that don't often talk about the last time they ran ads and the time before that and the time before that and the time before that, that they spent $1,000 and made $2,000 and spent $1,000 and made $500. They don't talk about the losses and they don't talk about the mediocre success. They talk about the amazing results. So it's really frustrating because you sometimes will feel like this is only happening to me and it absolutely is not. I just don't want you to feel like you have to give up if things aren't working immediately. And that was something I totally understood why. Something that the clients had brought up as an option was to switch out the product for a different one in the same line. And we definitely could have done that, but I hesitated a little bit because I really wanted to figure out if we could make the marketing work for the one that we had initially selected. Because like I said, it had sold tens of thousands of times. So we knew the product wasn't an issue. We just had to find the right messaging, the right targeting, the right angles to go at it by. Once you've ran that second set of tests, you can look at the numbers again and make more adjustments. So at this time, There was like one headline that was doing decently. There was a version of ad copy that was doing all right. And usually I like to have a couple different versions of ad copy and a couple different images, but at least we had the one that was doing all right. And so by that point, I gotten the images back from their graphic designer and we could use the all right ad copy to test the images so that we use the exact same everything and just change the images. That way we know, is it the image? We don't, there's nothing else. There's no other variable. The only thing we're changing is the image. And we knew that this ad copy was all right. Then we ran more tests. And then we're in this little circle right now. We looked at the data and made some adjustments. Now, because we were still struggling at this point, it was time to try something completely different. 
And so we directed our attention at the messaging and the overall ad copy. So if you remember before we had changed the headline and the hook, but we hadn't really touched the body of the messaging or the ad copy at this point. And so that's where we focused our energy. And the the product line, the product that we were talking about had a very specific name that would be recognizable to the client's customer base. But because we were running Facebook ads, I was wondering if maybe the product line, the name of the product line had something to do with the lack of success. And so this was a digital product that we were promoting with print and everything, but primarily a digital product. So what we did in this next round was actually completely strip the ad copy of the name and we focused on the digital aspect and increasing the use of the digital products in your classroom and engaging students with digital products. And we went from that instead of leaning on even though it was a very, very successful product and a very, very successful product line, instead of leaning on that brand and name recognition, we got rid of that to see if that would help. And finally, finally, things actually started to work. And so I can't definitely for sure say because one of the versions of ad copy that we use did still contain the name of the product in it and it was doing really, really well. So I can't definitively say that that was the problem. But the headline, we had gotten rid of it. And when someone is scrolling the newsfeed on Facebook specifically, it's the easiest to explain how this happens. But when they're scrolling, the image is what's going to stop their scroll, but they'll read the headline first and then examine the image in greater detail to decide if they're going to read the caption or not. And so by stripping the product name and focusing on that digital aspect of the product, in the headline, I think that that probably made a difference. And then also once they were reading the ad copy, we were evoking the emotion of making digital easier and engaging your students with this digital activity easier instead of having to figure it all out yourself and blah, 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 right? Which I think a lot of teachers still, even after the last couple of years, still feel very overwhelmed by bringing digital into their classroom. And so this product, we really focused in the end on that make your life easier aspect. And I I think that that really worked. What ended up happening, so the package that this client was on, it typically takes about six weeks. It's the Facebook ad sprint. There's a couple of weeks at the beginning where it's all of the, the setup and onboarding, get to know you, messaging, deep dive, all of that. And then there's typically four weeks of the ad campaign. The first week is testing. And then there's three additional weeks to optimize the audiences. In this case, because the testing went like this, we had to make, I think it was like six or seven different attempts before we found enough different elements that we could start to actually run what I call like the real ads. I'm putting it in quotations because the testing ads are real ads. But before we could get into that optimization phase where we're really looking more at the audiences and less at the ad creative, so the images and copy. It took close to two, two and a half weeks to make this happen. And so we actually extended the package because we wouldn't have had time to optimize the audiences. And I've never had that happen. So this was a bit of an anomaly, but it's just such a great example of how perseverance can really help and really make a large impact. Once we had got the ads figured out, we were actually getting a decent amount of traffic to the landing page. And then at that point, 
the clients were able to look at the landing page data and information about the sales to start making decisions about how the landing page was performing. Now in the Facebook ad sprint, that's not something that I support with, but with my ongoing ads manager clients, when we're doing longer term ads and we're promoting things, it's definitely something that I support with of looking at the landing page, seeing how it's converting and really supporting if that next step was needed. But like I said before, we had started at the top and worked our way down. So now that the ads were figured out, we could have moved on to that next step of the landing page. Is the landing page converting or not? Are we getting the sales or not? And if we weren't, then we would have gone through this exact same process again of looking at the numbers, looking at the data, making adjustments, running a bit more tests, making changes, adjustments, look at the numbers, more tests, right? So it's all a process. It will eventually work if you have enough perseverance. And if you are struggling with this, and I really hope that you're not, but if you're struggling at it, reach out to me. I will support where I can. I love digging into these. And this is actually a really, really great question or problem to bring to a strategy session. So the link to book a strategy session will be in the show notes. So again, if you are struggling with something like this, feel free to reach out, book a strategy session, and just remember that it does work and you will be able to do it and it will get easier because once you've found at each different like step along the way, as you find something that is working, you can continue to use that. And so find like an image that works. Okay, we're gonna keep using that image. We find ad copy that works. Okay, we can keep using that ad copy. So it does get a little bit easier as you keep going. And I know you got this. So as always, thank you so, so much for being part of this journey, being here with me. I will be back next Saturday with another strategy session. So I can't wait to see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.